The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down as we throw it down. The Thursday night throwdown has begun. Teddy, Teddy Cover steps up in it and throws it down with us uh, this evening as he does Every Thursday night as we pick up the pieces uh, following a Philadelphia Eagle victory. 22-21 final score. The New York Giants cover the number. The game stays under the number thanks to the inept play calling of Doug Peterson and company and the Philadelphia Eagles who missed multiple two-point conversions. And the game stays under 44.5, finishes at 43. And uh, basically the New York Giants, um, you know, what's the expression? Um... You know, they were basically on the verge of victory, and uh, I don't know, they gave the game away. Any way you want to break it down, but that's what bad football teams do. Um, let's just never really speak of this game again, uh, to be honest. And you know, we'll get into it a little bit because, you know, we have to, and it is uh, what it is. But what it was was a freaking train wreck. And I think Terry Bradshaw, and I like Terry Bradshaw, all right? Big Terry Bradshaw fan, but I think Terry Bradshaw... I think he might be as, like, whacked out right now as, like, Rudy Giuliani is. And we all know Rudy Giuliani is pretty whacked out. And we, you know, we'll get into Rudy a little bit later on, too, maybe. Rudy. Rudy. You know, Rudy's uh, pretty whacked out as Rudy thought he was going to get something else uh, whacked out. Uh, but that's another story. So, yeah, Terry Bradshaw said after the football game that that was high-level football played by both teams tonight. You know, he was trying to throw the Giants a bone. He said, you know, the Giants played, uh, you know, Giants, they're, you know, they're going the right direction and all that crap. And then, like, sort of dropped that, you know, it was high-level football played by both teams tonight. I don't know. Was I, I think Terry Bradshaw, was he talking about the uh, the App State-Arkansas State game? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what he was talking about. Because he couldn't have been talking about the NFL game, right? I mean, I don't even know if I want to watch the NFL on Sunday. I don't even know if we're going to talk NFL. It's going to be like all college and all baseball tonight after this. Three and a half hours of our lives that we're never, ever, ever getting back. All right? So we're going to try to be more entertaining than the football game was. Although it was somewhat entertaining in a, uh, I don't know, like a train wreck, dumpster fire sort of manner. Philadelphia Eagles win, but did they? God, that was bad. Like, you know, like, honestly, I've lost, like, thousands of dollars on games and been less upset about this game. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. 116 bucks. Uh, that'll get you a night at the uh, the Palace Station where O.J. Simpson uh, did his thing. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down, Sports Rage Late Night. Uh, we're going to send it to Las Vegas, actually. Teddy uh, Teddy Cover is going to step up, and as he does every Thursday night uh, following Thursday night uh, football, the Philadelphia Eagles come back and uh, win this uh, football game this evening. And say what you will about this Eagle team. They do suck, uh, but they are resilient, and they don't tap out. And they're definitely a an in-game bet, a fourth-quarter bet. Um, they've done it time and time again, you know, even against good teams. Uh, but really tonight, you know, remember earlier in the year, you know, we had um, we had uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland. There was a lot of talk, oh, God, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Like, why do they do this to us? And it turned out to be an entertaining game. It was 35-30. Oftentimes, you'll get games between like horrible teams, but it turns out to be somewhat entertaining, actually. Um, you know, I remember last year there was like a piece of crap, like dumpster fire football game. It ended up being like 70 or 80 points in the game. It was a track meet. It was entertaining and stuff. And tonight, I don't know, by nature, I guess, 22-21, it was supposed to be a good game, but it was like hard to watch. You know, like it was one of these nights tonight. Like, I don't know what it is. You know my my biorhythms aren't uh, my biorhythms aren't working uh, right now for us. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Our biorhythms are going against us. Tonight was one of these nights where everything just pissed me off. I'm watching the NFL game. It's upsetting me. I've got a bunch of props and stuff. Uh, whatever. We did okay in the game. And when I say we did okay, we didn't lose like two thousand dollars. So yeah, we're 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 off to a story. You know, <laughs> we're showing progress tonight. Basically, I think our record tonight is 7-7. Seven and seven. That's progress, considering the way it's been the last couple of nights. But listen, we were on the Giants plus the points. Uh, we had the Giants uh, seven-point uh, teaser to the over. 
Uh, we hit that. Uh, we lose the over. The, the losing the over pisses me off. I bet pretty big on the over the game. That pisses me off, and I blame Philadelphia for that. I mean, for the love of God, guys. Like, do you, can you guys dial up a play from the freaking one-yard line? Like, no, huh? I, evidently, you can't. I said, I don't care that they won. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Frank Reich was the brains behind that operation when they were winning suit when they won that Super Bowl. All those great plays and the trick plays and the play calling and Carson Wentz was better and Nick Foles because Frank Reich. Frank Reich's a great coach. Frank Reich is like you know he's a quarterback guru. Doug Peterson was a quarterback, but he was a bad one. And I don't know. Doug Peterson might be the worst coach ever to win a Super Bowl. Actually, like think about it. Like, who's, like, this This off the top of my head. This isn't a, uh, a hot Colin Cowherd take uh, that I planned. Um, all right? Uh, but uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, is there a coach, like, who won a Super Bowl that's sort of like a worse coach than him? Like, he's not a good coach. Like, the play calling is terrible. Carson Wentz doesn't get better. And you can big it up how Carson Wentz is a hero after the game and stuff. But whatever, man. You're playing the New York Giants. These guys are useless. Like they, I don't know how they managed to lose that football game. Well, because they're the New York football giants, because the giants actually played well and they still lose. <laughs> like, like that's the thing. Like by giant standards, like they actually did a lot of good things, but I don't know. So the, tonight it just sort of was one of those nights where I'm watching this game and it's upsetting me. So I'm like, let me check into the college game. The college game was crap. Uh, it was bad football. And, and then you had the debate going on, which I watched the debate and I lasted, I don't know, I lasted about 48 seconds or something like that. And I was like, God, why am I watching this? I don't care. I don't care what either of these two dudes say. Like, I have no interest in it. Like, I really, like, I really had less than zero interest. And then so I go back to the NFL game and I'm like, all right, let me check back in with this debate. Uh, maybe it's uh, picked up some steam here. So basically... The NFL game, I don't know. I've seen, like, honestly, like the Buffalo Bills played the Cleveland Browns once. Um, I don't know, man. This is like 10, 12 years ago or something. Hardcore Bill fans. I know we got a lot of them tuning in. You guys remember the game. You could always you could correct me if I'm wrong with the exact score and stuff like that. But you guys remember the game was against the Cleveland Browns. Some people think it was the worst game ever played in NFL history. Final score, 6-3. <laughs> Final score, 6-3. The Buffalo Bills, and not even a good Bill team, like the bad Bills teams played against the bad Browns teams, and it was in like a snowstorm in Buffalo. and But not a fun snowstorm either. Not like, oh, this is fun. No, no, it wasn't a fun snowstorm. It was like wet rain, snow. Like It was just one of like, it was probably the ugliest game in the history of the NFL. And I remember it vividly. Because the Bills managed to lose. The, they, the Bills set a record. It's a record that stands to this day. No team had less passing yards in a football game and had won in NFL history. And it stands to this day. Derek Anderson, DA. Dude had 24 passing yards. 24 passing yards and the Bills lost. Do you imagine you hold the other team to 24 passing yards and you lose? Unless you're in college and it's like you're playing Navy or Army, you got a problem. Well, the Bills do have problems, but that's another story. So speaking of problems, so this game tonight, like whatever, we did all right with it. You know, we didn't hit the touchdown props. We go lighter on the touchdown props anyways. So, you know, we didn't hit the touchdown props, but we hit Danny, you know, Danny, Danny Dimes over rushing. Uh, we were on the Giants. We were on the teaser. 
Uh, we were on Fulgham over receptions. We were on Evan Engram over receptions. We were on total penalties over. We were on total sacks over. So, you know, you know what? We actually won more than we lost in this game, yet I'm still, like, it was, it was so bad, at least in my opinion, it was so bad that, like, I'm depressed now. Like, I'm actually depressed. I'm psychologically scarred. Like, I, you know, like, I, I think I'm going to sue them, actually. I'm going to sue the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL for mental distress. I'm mentally distressed now after watching that game. And I'm depressed sitting here watching this game. It's like <laughs> winter time's coming. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I got like $1,000 on this like dumpster fire crap fest. And I'm thinking to myself, really, is this, this is what your life has come to, huh? Hoping that Carson Wentz completes a pass is some dude named Travis Fulgham. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, you know, this, this is what it's come to, huh? I'm like, God, this is bad. Like, every play was just excruciating to me. <laughs> like, like, like I said, like, I don't even, like, I, I'm thinking now, like, I don't even want to watch the NFL. Like, if I imagine, like, if you're, you're a tourist, you're, you know, you're from, uh, you're Borat. You know, you're Borat. You've never seen an NFL football game to, uh, in your life, and you're in your hotel room, and, you know, you watch this game tonight. You're like, yeah, I'm never watching this league ever again. You'll be telling your friends about it back in uh, Kazakhstan. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should see this league. They think it's good. Crap, Judge Judy's more entertaining. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. There were plays made, but it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And like I said, so Terry Bradshaw after his high level of football. Like, yeah, settle down, Rudy Giuliani. Because I say this because Rudy Giuliani is like the most like unhinged person in America right now. But I don't want to put Terry. I want to put Terry in Rudy's category, but I don't know. Sure, things would get pretty crazy if uh, Rudy uh, Giuliani and Terry Bradshaw hooked up at a hotel bar downstairs, I tell you. <laughs> and so, as far as uh, Rudy Giuliani is concerned, if you're unaware, the uh, former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, got punked, so to speak, by Borat in the new movie. Yet, there's being sort of pranked and punked and, like, I don't know, like people try to destroy you. <laughs> Yet, so, you know, so Rudy, uh, Rudy's basically, uh, I don't know, Rudy starts playing with the boys, so to speak, in front of like a, who he thinks is a woman reporter, but it's, she's really an actress on Borat in a honey trap staying in a hotel room. This is Portrage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, 
We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Sports Rage uh, Late Night continues. I am Morenci. Bring it. Vent your rage. A lot of rage to be vented, as you stated. I'm uh, I'm a little bit um, I'm suffering from like uh, post traumatic like uh, stress syndrome now after watching that uh, football game uh, this evening. I'm I'm like deeply depressed. It's like it has me contemplating the, like what what I'm doing with my life. Like I said, I know there was 43 points scored in the game, but God, it was bad. Like God, it was bad. And as I was saying earlier, the Buffalo Bills once played the Cleveland Browns in the snow. Derek Anderson had 24 passing yards, and the Bills lost. And, like, somehow that game was more entertaining because at least it was snowing. But it is what it is. The Giants cover. Giants cover. And let's just be real. I'm just upset because the Philadelphia Eagles missed two two two-point conversions and cost me the over. Teddy, cover, steps up and in. Straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. A lot of stuff to get to with Teddy. Sportsmemo.com. Wager talk in the house. What's up, Teddy? See, that's just it, Marinci. The truth of it, as a sports better, your mood is completely reflected by the fact that someone make a two-point conversion or not, or in this case, two two-point conversions, and either one would have cashed your bet. And they didn't. And you're walking around mad. Sometimes yeah, that's yeah, frustrating. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is frustrating. I just didn't like the play calling, right? I, and I've said this before, too. The, the, psych, the psyche of a sports gambler, uh, Teddy, it, it's amazing, isn't it? Especially so many people play like aren't at the, the window, right? At the book, Teddy. You know, there's some people I don't have to go to the window every day. What I did when I lived uh, when I lived in Vegas across from the Strat, I would. But a lot of people are playing online sure. and they're playing on their phones now. So they're not taking the money in or out, Teddy, on a daily basis, right? And I don't know what some you know, some people's habits are, but for the generally for the most part. But I've said this before, Teddy, and it always fascinates me. I'm sure like psychiatrists can have a great time with it is that the difference of going to bed after like going like five and one or something and like going to sleep at one and five yet there's nothing intangible different. Like there's no different money in your hand. It's just cyber numbers in like space, so to speak yet it's not in your hand yet. You feel better or you feel worse. And then the next day you win and you'll be like, all right, oh yeah, you're in a good mood. You'll go to bed happy. Because you won, but there's still no money in your hand, actually, physically, uh, for many people. Um, that's why I've always liked the window approach, Teddy. I, I like, that's the one thing. I didn't like waiting in line at times like that. It was annoying. But I do like, I don't know how you feel, Teddy, what you prefer. And I, I'm curious to see your opinion on this because you've lived in Vegas for so long. But I liked it, Teddy. 
Like, I like being doing the show at FanDuel and getting my money right after the game. Boom. I pick the winner. I feel the money in my pocket right away as opposed to just having it on a computer screen. And I've always been the other way, always, 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 because when you get the cash, it burns a hole in your pocket. You know, (laughs) you go out and you use it. You buy stuff. You do stuff that's not building your bankroll. And my goal from when I first started doing this is like, hey, I kind of like doing this. I want to do this more. I want to be able to do this full time. I have to be able to build a bankroll. And my personal, you know, I, I, I. so without What's getting that? personal, Teddy, you know, you don't have to, you know, if I'm getting too deep, but so do you, are you a type of guy? Are you just sort of keep building, keep building, keep building, stockpile, stockpile the account guy, or do you pull out once a month, every two weeks? How do you do it without getting too personal? If you don't mind. The only time I'm pulling out of it is, is when I have to refund another book in general, you know, uh, and, and that's the goal. That's why I sell plays, you know? Uh, when you yeah. sell plays, you cover expenses with your plays, and then your bankroll gets to build. You know, uh, I mean that's the that's the that's the truth of it. So, um, when you have to so take your goal? money out of your bankroll to pay your bills every month, your bankroll doesn't build. What's the goal? Five billion? What what what's the Teddy? Uh, what's the Teddy number for retirement? <laughs> <laughs> take the over. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, I, and, and the truth, would, would I ever be no, satisfied? Much, Is there ever yeah, yeah, a like number what, that's, that's, you know, yeah, that's no, like, what would you be? What would you be like, all right, oh, man, I got $2.8 million in my MGM account, man. All right, I'm going to cash out now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what, what point are you like, all right, I'm done? So, if you look at Billy Walters, you know, uh, the classic example of, yeah, you, you don't have to do anything, but you still do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. still think oh, there's an edge, and, uh, and you do it. Oh, yeah, I've always said that. As long like, as I think I, I'm finding an edge, I'm going to keep doing this. You know, if, if I, I get to a point where I'm like, you know, gee, I, every game's a coin flip and I have nothing and I, I, I just can't win and there's no – I just don't see it. I don't see other people win and I've been banned at all the books that I could possibly win from. You know, <laughs> uh, if you get to that point, we'll, 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 we'll worry about that when that happens. But I, I don't see that happening any day soon. I've always said it, Teddy, too. Like if I won the, uh, you know, the, the Powerball lottery or something like that, I'd still do this show. I'd just have a nicer chair. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be on different locations, but exactly. Like, you still do things. Like, people, I, I met a million, you know, one of the cool things from, in, in New York City, when I went to the book every day, I took an Uber daily. And you meet, like, oh, especially in New York, yep. the best characters, as you know, being from there, right? So, just the characters and Ubers, Teddy, the drivers and stuff um, like that. And, it was amazing to me, Teddy, how many older people I met who told me, yeah, I was a cop, I was a taxi driver, I was this, I was that for like 40 years, I retired, and they all said the same thing. Retirement sucks. They all said the same thing to me. They're like, uh, they're like, nah, I like doing this. Yeah, I talk to guys like you, I go to the racetrack and drop you guys off. Like, He's like, uh, he, goes, he goes, what am I going to do, sit on the couch and die? And they all said the same thing, and they all told me that. They're like, don't you know, look forward to retirement so much, man. They're like, it, it ain't as exciting as you think. <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what. My opinion about retirement, and I don't, I don't want to get too off topic here, but it is kind of an interesting topic, but my, my opinion about retirement changed completely during the lockdown this spring when there was no sports, right? Because I was always like, hey, if I get some time off, I'll relax, I'll be able to do this, I'll do this project, I'll do that project. <laughs> And what actually happened 
when I actually got some time off is I sat around the house and felt depressed and felt anxious and felt nervous and didn't have anything to do. And, and, and even though I had a million things to do and you get anything done for months on end. And I'm like, if this is what retirement's like, I want no part of this, dude. <laughs> you know, you're always thinking, yeah, maybe someday. You notice, but, Teddy, uh, uh, really to, rich people. <laughs> you notice, though, the really mega rich, they never retire. Like, look at all the really, really oh. rich guys. The Buffets and the Soros, the Soros, all the really, like, they're 94, bro. They're cutting deals, bro. It's the, the slacker that's on his couch that wins the lottery that wants to, like, do nothing, Teddy, right? But it's true, like, people with money, like, in success, you don't want to give that up. You, you, you have a great life. Why do you want to, like, you know, not do it? Well, it's power, I think, is the, is, the, is, the, is the intoxicant there. You know, when you're a very successful businessman, you have access, you have power, and, and power uh, reveals. You know, people don't like to give it up. That's a fair assessment, Teddy. Fair assessment. All right, uh, so let's start off with the World Series before we get into football. Uh, we're tied up at one right now. We got Bueller and Morton going. In game two, the Los Angeles Dodgers are minus 154 favorites. The total is seven and a half. And the updated series price is minus 200 right now. What are your thoughts on the series so far? And uh, where do you think this series is going? I think this series is going seven games. I think the Dodgers, I think that this is the best of all the Dodgers teams that we've seen. Okay. Of all these years with all of these Dodgers teams, I think this is the best one. And yet I still think Tampa's live to beat them, you know, because what we saw in game two is what we could see three more times in this series where you get a good starting performance. The bullpen comes in and locks people down. Uh, you get the timely hitting. And, <laughs> excuse me. That's what the Rays have been doing all year. It's not like Tampa uh, is here by accident. Uh, so uh, I'm, a, I guess, a believer in both of these teams. And at the price points we're talking, it's really hard for me to bet against the Dodgers. All right, because I, I do think this is this, the, the – can you think of a better team, you know, that you've seen in, 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 in the let's – let's just leave it in, in this century. You know, maybe those Yankees teams in like 2000 or yep. 2001 were as good as these Dodger teams. But, I mean, this team's got what, half a dozen Hall of Famers, more? It goes to show you know, how good Tampa is that they're playing with them, actually. Like you said, like Terry, I was busting sure. Terry Bradshaw's balls earlier, Teddy, because right after the game, normally I don't see the post game, but the, the sound was on in the background, and I heard him say it was high level football played by both teams. I was like, oh, yeah, good stuff, Terry. Like, thank, thanks for that insight, right? Good stuff. But this really is high level baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's different levels to this stuff. I mean, you know, I remember Will Smith smoked one to third base, caught like just, you know, like. The defensive plays, Teddy, the hitting, the pitching, just everything. It's such a high level. Both these two teams, I mean, it's hard to quantify because it was a 60-game season, but the Dodgers won 43 of the 60, guys, and the Rays won 40 of the 60. We're talking about teams that won a combined 83 games out of 120, Teddy. Damn good baseball teams. I said the same thing. I'm a diehard Dodger fan, but I was thinking, like, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better sort of baseball World Series as far as how good these two teams actually are, like the level of ball that they play. My concern for the Dodgers moving forward, and we'll get your thoughts on the other side of the break. We're going up to the break in a second here. My concern for the Dodgers is, are we going to have to have another Gonsolin May stuff? Because I've seen enough of Dustin May and Gonsolin. And, like, unless it's a no out, I don't want to see these guys out there anymore. You got to suck it up, Buttercup. Get your ears out there. And, you know, it is what it is. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage. Late night continues. I'm Renzi. Teddy, Teddy Covers kicking it with us. Straight with a strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Find them over at sportsmemo.com. Wagertalk.com. Go over to YouTube. Uh, watch their videos. Some great content. Uh, so, uh, Teddy, let's uh, cut the small talk. Let's jump right in. I'm excited for the return of the Big Ten. Uh, being a Michigan fan, I look forward to your take on this Michigan-Minnesota game. But we get started uh, with Wisconsin and um, uh, Illinois. And, of course, uh, the Illini beat them last year. They upset them 24-23. Um, they're getting 19.5 points uh, in this football game. Friday night football, great to have the Big Ten back, Teddy. And for me, I just can't wait till we have Saturday night football. I, you know, I'm enjoying the Saturday afternoon football, and I was worried coming into the year about this year how I was going to do um, and I've been doing pretty good with the SEC and the ACC, et cetera. But it's nice to have some more conferences to handicap now, Teddy, and specifically watch, especially on Saturday nights. I mean, these SEC games end early, and there's no late-night football. Now we'll have some late-night football. Yeah, we got UNLV on Saturday night this week. We got Air Force and San Jose on Go Saturday fight night this week. Go fight with UNLV. Yeah, yeah, well, they're, they're – uh... They're, they're, they're at San Diego State, but next week they'll be playing at Allegiant Stadium. It'll be their Allegiant Stadium debut, uh, which fans? no one will be at. No, I don't uh, But, it, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they react to the new facility because, man, it looks so cool. I can't wait to go there. Uh, Let me ask you quickly, though, ten. Teddy. Can you have fans? Are they allowed to have fans? Because I know I, – aren't you allowed – because Nevada, wouldn't you be allowed to have 10,000 fans or something? Because I know that Davis said – no, it's a new stadium, and I don't want others like being in here without other like like. I thought they could have fans, and he shut it down and said, "I'm not just putting seven thousand people in here. It's either full or it's not." So, is it a state thing? Is like UNLV's deciding the same thing? Yeah, no fans. So, to be honest, I didn't click on the link, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I saw the article. I would imagine, no I would imagine, you know? Teddy. Though the Raiders are like, if we're not having fans, you guys aren't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's our stadium. <laughs> well, sure. I, 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 I know that there is a no gatherings of more than however many people in Nevada, but there are all kinds okay, of exceptions right. to it. But there are all yeah, kinds yeah. of not exceptions to it. And whether it was Al Davis, or whether it was the governor, or whether it was the uh, county committee. I mean, I honestly, you know, whether it was, the, I, I don't know who made the decision. Um, you know, that's uh, that's above my pay grade. All I know is there ain't going to be nobody there except for the players and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So uh, I'm not even playing there this week, which is another reason why I haven't looked into it. Because it's, it's, uh, they're, they're at San Diego State this week. So uh, I'm sitting there going, why, why don't I know that? I was embarrassed. Because usually you know me, yeah, I, I hate saying I don't know. Because I know All most right. of this stuff. Um, we'll get to the bottom It's almost like, why'd you bet that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segment. Why'd you bet that? <laughs> why'd you bet that, Marenzi? <laughs> 
Would you say that to me if I told you I like Illinois? Come on, why'd you bet Illinois plus 19 and a half? What do you think of this one? I could only take the dog. I can only take the dog in most of these Big Ten games, you know? I, I mean, I, I'm not excited about laying. When you, let's start with this. When you watch the major, the other major conferences start to play, yeah. you didn't want to be laying points really in any of them, okay? And the Remember problem the SEC is they don't like you to last year. Remember the SEC and they in week one? Around. What's it? Remember yeah, the SEC it's all dogs all the time. Is, Double digit dog, dogs winning straight up. Dog, 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 right? Yeah. I, I would. I mean, look. So you have Pat Fitzgerald saying, "Man, we haven't tackled anybody live in a long time," you know, and 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 the Northwestern's laying double digits. You have an Iowa team where there's clearly, clearly some off-field distractions that have to filter down into that squad where you have to think that there's some legit team chemistry issues, they're laying points on the road. You have a Michigan team that, uh, by the way, is supposed to be weather in Minnesota this week, and it could be snowing for the game. It's supposed to be freezing cold. Uh, Michigan's replacing their entire offensive line, their entire receiving core, and their entire linebacking core from last year, and they're and laying points on the road. Yeah, sure. And, well, you know, one of these days, Harvard's got to find someone who's not a stiff, right? Joe Milton's the new guy, six foot five, big kid, yeah. two hundred fifty pounds. Looks like Cam Newton style quarterback. And throw it there, and we'll see. He sound less than <laughs> the numbers come down. They were three point favorites. Uh, it's down down to two and a half uh, right now. So I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, we saw in the SEC guys, big time teams. Um, you know, LSU lost outright. Alabama didn't cover, although they took the pedal off the metal. You know, the only team I really wouldn't want to get in front of, so let's just blast through them. You got Illinois and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's rebuilding that offense, too. Uh, their defense is going to be elite, though. Illinois have a ton of returning starters. Revenge spot, but it's a lot of points, especially for a team that's not really uh, you know, explosive offensively in Wisconsin. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan State, 13 and a half. What about Ohio State, though? It's hard to want to get in front of them, isn't it, Teddy? And that's the biggest number at 26. What do you make of that one? That's the only Big Ten team I'm not standing in front of. You're absolutely right. And from from everything I've read, that team is raring at the bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 I lay I lay first half, you know, that's they're just fun of and their team not to step in front of. Ohio State's coming out to make a statement. I don't know if Nebraska can do anything about it. I'm now, over better. They could I'm easily have better, some first Teddy. game mistakes. They could easily What's that? I'm an over better. I said I'm an over better, but man, it's 68. I'm not so sure Nebraska scores that much. Like this might be like you know they're really going to kill them. I think like you said, oh, and it's a shortened season. Ohio State they're jumping to the party late. They're out for blood, Teddy. Right? They're they're gunning for the playoffs. They're stacked. They're loaded. They're not going to let up against Nebraska. Um, and I bet you they're crisp as hell, even though it's the first game. I'm, I'm assuming their practices are crisp. And they're going to come out and they're going to smoke these guys. Sure, but live tackling is a funny thing, you know. And Adrian Martinez is a shifty guy, you know. I mean, I, I, I've seen him make, uh, again, not on the reg, but I've seen him make more than a handful of eye-popping plays. You know, you're like, wow, how do you do that? Um, how many years of eligibility does this kid have? His 13th year 14. now? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, he's like uh, Stockstill's kid down in the, in uh, Murfreesboro. He's going to be there for like 12 years. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the kid in Tennessee from New Jersey, Guantanamo. This guy. It's like, come on, guys. Like, uh, can't find a better quarterback, like, after all these years? It's amazing, man. I don't know. It seems like these kids have been there forever. So, yeah, Martinez uh, back again. So, yeah, the Michigan game, there's a lot working against Michigan. He is in there. And you know the media is just waiting for the Harbaugh bash fest, Teddy, to come out of the woodwork, right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it won't take long. All, all Michigan has to do is lose this game and Harbaugh's on the hot seat and, uh, you know, the sky's falling and all of that. But, um, you know, that's the, that's the nature of college football is just one overreaction week after the next. Hey, the Maryland Terrapins, they've done a great job recruiting, Teddy. I don't know, like, how quick they can turn this thing around. They're probably a couple of years away here. but And they have cool uniforms. Uh, you talked about uh, Northwestern um, laying the double-digit points. This number is curious to me, actually. You know, like I said, you know, they, they've, they've done a good job stockpiling talent. I think they're, they're going in the right direction, this Maryland team. Sure, yes and no. You know, I so... Loxley concerns me, uh, and the, the the players love him. But this is an off season where organizational skills and dotting eyes and crossing T's makes all the difference. And I never got the impression that he's that intense on you know on on. And I also worry about Maryland's depth. Maryland has a handful of good players and a bunch of guys who probably you know yeah. Who would be uh, looking to uh, back somebody up at Rutgers? You know, it's not like <laughs> their the roster's a, a quality depth, top to bottom. You re- you read my mind, actually. I was you said they got a bunch of they got a couple of like blue chip recruits and, and some guys that we you know, are the equivalent of sort of players at Rutgers, uh, etc. Or and Rutgers might even have some more talent at certain positions. All right, NFL football. Uh, actually, before we move on, for we just only talked about Big Ten. Anything in college you want to bring up before we move on to the NFL? Yeah, I mean, with college right now, it's just the Michigan-Minnesota game, for example, we got to talk about Fleck and COVID. You know, Fleck's like, hey, by the way, we had an outbreak, uh, but I'm not going to tell you who and how many and why and what's going on. I'll just uh, – we'll keep that to ourselves. It's college football. We don't need to know that. Yeah, why would Which you, is why, frustrating. You know? Why would they have to tell us exactly? Well, yeah, you don't have to know the injury reports in college football. You don't have to do it. Oh, and I know. It's, it's gambler. Well, I was kind of being he sarcastic. And, yeah, so it, it it makes it very difficult for me to bet that game. One <laughs> that's, thing I'll that's say. That's my last thought on college football. I don't know, like, where the point's going to come from. You know, we'll keep our eye on the weather, too. Michigan, new offense, new offensive line, new quarterback. Uh, I assume Michigan's defense will always be somewhat, you know, somewhat um, capable. And respectable totals fifty four and a half in that football game right now, but yeah. So I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this Pittsburgh Tennessee game, a game of the week in my opinion right now. Tennessee Titans. I'm seeing minus one and a half at Fanduel. Total is fifty and a half. And you know, we talk about the side and the total, Teddy. But I pointed out last night on the show to everybody that Tennessee Titans are. Uh, you know, these guys score thirty two points a game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are right there. Two of the top four scoring teams. In the National Football League, you got a total of 50 and a half. People don't really think of points when they think of Tennessee, but their offense has been killing it. Tannehill's been killing it. Um, someone, Someone's going to uh, still be perfect, and someone's going to have a loss at the end of the day, Teddy. What's your take on this game? I ain't playing this game over. I can only play this game under, and I understand what both these offenses have done. And uh, But a lot of that has to do with their red zone success. 
All right, Tennessee, the last two weeks alone, they're like, what, 8 of 10 in the red zone scoring touchdowns. They've been incredible. Uh, which, for, at times last year, they were for the back half of the season, they were great scoring TDs in the red zone. But I believe in that Steelers defense, and I believe in that Steelers red zone defense a lot. I don't think touchdowns come easy uh, for Tennessee this week. And for Pittsburgh, I mean, we've seen basically Chase Claypool single-handedly get the Steelers over the total and make the offense work in recent weeks. And there's only so long a, a, a rookie wide receiver is going to do that before an opposing defense, especially a guy like Brable, is going to figure out a way to shut him down uh, or at least contain him. And I'm not in love with the, the Steelers' other options. They've got offensive line injuries uh, that they're dealing with this week. Uh, DeCastro's a question mark. Pouncey's a question mark. So uh, I'm looking at the under. And in that one, a game that you expect to have, you know, a serious playoff atmosphere, uh, even with Devin Bush now out for the season for the Steelers. A lot of injuries, as you just talked about, and including Devin Bush, who's a key component of this football team and that uh, that defense. And, you know, it's 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 interesting to me. Tennessee just don't get respect. And, you know, I, the Buffalo Bills nope. were three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game, and, oh, they didn't practice and all that crap. Yeah, whatever. They won 42-16. And we see now, you know, the line wasn't there. Tennessee weren't even favored earlier in the week. Now they're, it's one-and-a-half. So they don't get respect. People don't fully buy into Tannehill. And I've heard a lot of people question Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, you know, they beat the Broncos and, and Driscoll. They beat the Giants. They beat uh, they beat the Houston Texans. So both teams sort of have their doubters, Teddy, coming into this game. But to me, man, it's hard to get in front of the Tennessee Titans. And uh, Tannehill is 17-4 and four now, Teddy, in 21 games with this team. 17-4 and four straight up. Yeah, and people can say you're not any good because of your schedule. That's a fallacy. You can only play the teams that are in front of you. And I can't tell you how many times they've been burned saying, oh, they're not good. They haven't played anyone yet. Well, maybe they are good. Now they're about you know, to play Teddy, someone I, and beat them. I'm the same way, Teddy. You play the team in the league. They're all in the same damn league. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, like the whole, the whole strength of schedule. I remember before the season baseball. Oh, the Yankees, man, they have the easiest schedule ever. They're playing like Baltimore 18 times. Remember, yeah, yeah. They lost like 10 of those times. Sports race continues with Teddy. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. All right, we're just breaking uh, world records, man. Quickest, uh, quickest hour ever. Took his 120 minutes uh, in sports on a nightly basis, I hear, but always uh, rapid fire when Teddy Covers uh, joins us. The hour just uh, sped by uh, tonight. All right, uh, so we had a couple of minutes uh, left with Teddy um, talking about the, the National uh, Football League uh, this uh, this weekend and um, the, the Tennessee Titans' lack of respect that I think they get. Teddy's looking at the under in this game. Tampa Bay and Las Vegas, I'm seeing a number up to four and a half. In this football game uh, right now, uh, Teddy, Arizona and Seattle guys have actually been uh, moved to the Sunday nighter. It was supposed to be Tampa Bay and the Raiders, if you're thinking. Uh, it didn't, wasn't Al Davis talking or uh, Al Michaels talking about uh, going to Vegas uh, next week and how excited he was in the gambling references. <laughs> so poor Al Michaels is going to be upset. 
um, that um, he's they're not doing the game. The Ra- so what do you make of that, Teddy, with the Raiders' uh, COVID situation? Talking about like uh, a weird handicapping situation in your backyard right now. We got about two, three minutes left. What's your take on the Raiders situation with uh, four offensive linemen being sent home today? I think it makes them unbackable on Sunday. You know, uh, even if they're back in practice on Saturday, the entire offensive line out of sync. No, thank you. You know, uh, Tampa or pass. And I'll give Gruden all the credit in the world if he, if he coaxed together a good offensive performance this week. You know, offensive line is a rhythm game. And when you're getting ready to play, you're coming off a bye, so you're a little bit out of sync already. And then you're like, all right, all you guys go home, chill out till Saturday, and then we'll hopefully you'll have some negative tests, and maybe you won't. Nah, <laughs> it's it's Tampa or pass. I'm, I'm a believer in that Bucks defense. What do you think of the Sunday nighter now? So they 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 we're gonna get Seattle and Arizona. Basically, guys, the. The Raiders and the Bucks were supposed to be on Sunday night, but they didn't cancel the Raiders-Bucks game. They moved it to 4.05 Eastern time because in case that it does get canceled, they didn't want to be caught without a Sunday nighter. So they basically just said, all right, yeah. we'll move. We'll just switch the games. So the Raider game is still on, and if they have to scratch it, they scratch it. It's not the end of the world as opposed to no Sunday nighter, you know, that they have to scratch it. So uh, we get to Seattle and Arizona. Seattle at Arizona. Uh, we got 30 seconds, Teddy. Should be a fun football game. Totals of 56 right now. Cardinals are getting three on their home field. So I, I can't lay a field goal, more than a field goal, with the team that does play defense. It's Seattle, the team that's, you know, their defense is going to coach it this year. So it's Arizona or pass. But note that the Patriots game gets moved back two days. The Raider game gets moved forward. Teddy Cover, sportsmemo.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.